You're listening to Summer in the Psalms, a podcast hosted through Coramdale College, the college-age ministry of Coramdale Bible Church in Davenport, Iowa. This podcast is meant to be supplemental to our weekly Bible studies, as well as our community hangouts happening throughout the summer. So if you want any information on that, or you'd like to get involved, feel free to head on over to our website, coramdalebible.church college. There, you'll find all the details for our summer events and Bible studies, as well as a way to get connected. We hope to see you in person soon, but for now, let's dive into what the Lord has for us in the Psalms. All right, everyone, welcome to our first episode of Summer in the Psalms. My name is Cody Rogers. I serve as the worship and college pastor here at Coram Deo, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Regent Erickson. Regent, why don't you go ahead and uh, just introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, so as Cody said, I'm Regent. Um, been going to Coram Deo for a couple of years now. Um, I grew up in Kansas, um, so I was a new state for me, relatively. Um, I've got... Uh, wife of Hannah and a newborn son coming on the way later um, this year. So that's pretty exciting for me um, in my life and a little boy coming. So uh, you guys probably know us if you're listening to this because you come to the college group. But the introduction is for anybody that might join us in the summer or anybody that just happens to find this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Amazon or anything like that. So um, just a little bit of the introduction there. Um, I guess I should say a little bit about myself. So I'm a father of three, and you know, husband to one, and uh, her name is Brittany. She's my better half for sure. And I've been on staff at Quorum Deo for f- almost five years now, and we've been doing the college ministry for the last year. Um, so that's just a little bit about us. Let's dive into what this podcast is about. This is how it's going to run. Um, it's going to be informal. It's going to be Regent and I just sort of talking back and forth every episode. We have questions that we're answering and, and talking through. I'll just let you guys know, uh, I'm coming to this pretty much with a a blank page. Regent has done most of the legwork, most of the studying. Um, This was sort of a brainstorming idea we had a while ago, and Regent really ran with it. So, And this is also our first podcast, so there might be a little bit of awkwardness, a little bit of figuring it out. But the whole point of this podcast is to be, like the intro said, supplemental to what you're reading throughout the summer. This is not meant to dive into the individual psalm that you're in for the week, although we'll reference it. This is meant to teach you about the psalms in general and everything that we need to know about them. So that's the intent of the podcast. Do you have anything to add to that, Regent? Yeah, I just uh, reiterate that. We're, we're hoping to provide context or context. If you don't need context, if you can see fine, I guess. <laughs> but uh, uh, provide context to the book of psalms. Um, it's... It, it's a very common book. You see it all over. A lot of, a lot of people reference it, s- certain ones in it, verses from it. But um, when you actually think about it, what what is the Psalms? What are the Psalms? Um, we're hoping to answer that question and just make the scripture that you're in each week a little bit more meaningful because you understand around what's being said. All right. So um, let's dive into it then. We're going to try to keep these somewhat short. I'm sure there'll be different lengths as we go. But the, the questions that we're answering today are introduction questions like... What are the Psalms? What are the Psalms? So what are the Psalms? In general, they are a collection of prayers, um, poems, hymns that were written through various times um, for Israel. 
And so they, this is an Old Testament text. This, this happened before Jesus came um, as a man on earth. And so uh, a lot of the common authors were uh, prophets or people around in the time of Israel. The most common one you'll find is David. Um, he's going to be a topic we'll talk about uh, because of his impact on the Psalms. Um, well, an interesting thing about it is that um, to note is that these, these hymns, uh, a lot of them are poems, don't seem like a poem that we would know today. Why, why is that? So uh, translation would have probably the biggest impact as to why the Psalms don't read like poetry to us. They were written in a different language. And because of that, uh, when you translate, you get different words that don't rhyme. You get things that don't flow nearly as smoothly. Uh, you get things that are different syllables. So if we were to take a haiku, right, because a haiku is based on syllables, right? Mm -hmm. If you were to take a haiku from English and translate it into German or Spanish, it may no longer actually qualify as a, as a haiku. I think that's right, right, because it would change the amount of syllables potentially. So the, the concept is the same here. You take Hebrew poetry, which has its own rules and its, its own uh, beautiful things to it, translated to English, and some of the things are lost in translation. Like, for example, there's entire psalms that each section of it starts with the next letter of the Hebrew alphabet, which is just, like, really cool to think about. Um, and, and our Bibles try to do a good job of showing us that, but it's not going to be caught the exact same way because we're not going to notice that right away. And it's possible you've read these psalms and you've never actually noticed that. And I think an uh, important thing to point out with this, too, is that the design of them as poems was intentional by the authors back then, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the purpose that the Lord put, for, put on the writers um, through the Spirit to write these is going to be lost on you when reading the Scripture here. The Lord still can work. He can still use um, His Word in this way um, to talk and teach you um, through, through the Psalms. It's just a good thing to know if you come across something that doesn't flow well, it could be because of the translation. And there could be some really cool things about going back and looking at its poetic form in the original language. So with that, the Psalms, we mentioned it briefly, um, but when were they actually written? A lot like the, the rest of the Bible, there's sort of the difference between when something was physically written, right? Whether it be the, the letters of Paul or even you know the Psalms of David or any of the other ones that have written Psalms between when they were written by the author themselves and then when they were written by scribes and, and put into the collection that we know as the Old Testament or the New Testament, um, it, it's all sort of the, the same type of process. So the answer is probably over hundreds of years, right? Yeah, it's, yeah that's what I'd say. Yeah. When was it written by King David? Well, we know when he lived. We know uh, historically when it could have possibly been written or had to have been written if, he, if it was written by his hands. But when was it put into the the Old Testament or, or the Bible as we know it might be a slightly different answer, but yeah, over over many years. Yeah, and there's no clear indicator in the Book of Psalms um, to provide a hard date or a hard time. We don't, we just don't know exactly when it was compiled together. We know the authors uh, of some of them, but even some of the Psalms, um, we're not certain on the author. Um, an interesting thing to point out is you see a title often in a psalm, like a psalm of David, or I think a mictic of, of David is one of them. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think actually we're going to be in that one a bit later. I think in a few weeks. Uh, uh, psalm 16, mictem, mictam, yeah. I think is what it is, right? Mictem of David? Mictem, yes. 
And those, those, a lot of those came with the psalm, um, and that's how they know who they can accredit the author to um, based off of that. Um, but not all of them have that, and that doesn't always provide us a specific context as to when it happened. We may know it was written by David, but that doesn't let us necessarily know exactly when in his lifetime or what situation he was in when it was written. But another interesting thing to think about this when we're talking about like when was this written, let's talk about what where this falls in redemptive history. So in, in the course, like so when we say redemptive history, we mean what we see as, as the history of the world, but God working through it with a purpose and plan from creation to where we are now to where we're headed, right? Yep. Like yes. The entire working of God's work throughout history. Where, do they, where does it fall in? That's what you're asking? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a general general question. The way the way I look at it, thinking about it in, in just this redemptive work, is it because of the span of the time it was written, um, there's no real clear like, oh, the Lord used this specifically to move forward this redemptive act. Um, but it it provides a lot of context um, or you can see some of the emotions or the prayers that were um, brought forth to the Lord in the midst of some of these uh, trials or happiness joys that they were going through because um, we've got we've got psalms in here from the Babylonian exile at that time frame when they were uh, they had the, the promise of a king um, that was supposed to be coming that we on this side of the cross know was Jesus but they were looking forward to and we can see how they interacted um, with that at that time. Then we also have the Psalms of David, and one of the topics we will be covering in the future weeks is the Davidic covenant, um, and how that uh, is a big uh, thing in redemptive history, and how that could be um, read into, not read into, that's a poor choice of words there, but how that can provide some context in some of the, mm. the prayers provided by, by David to the Lord, or, or some of his joys for the work the Lord's done in, in his life. Yeah, so like helicopter view of everything. If we're looking at the Old Testament, the history we know there, most likely not written at creation, not written at the time of Abraham or mm -hmm. any of the early patriarch years, uh, most likely written from the time where Israel as a nation had had left Egypt into the promised land, had, had kings and judges, and they, yeah. uh, well, because David was one of those kings, right? And yeah. Following him, they were split into two different, you know, countries, nations yeah. for a while, um, Israel and Judah. So it's sort of more that timeline where there's like actual kings and judges. That's where a majority of the Psalms would, yes. would fall. That's what we're saying. Yep, yep. But then you're not going to really find narrative in the Psalms. Um, you're not going to find stories of those those happening. Um, you would have to go to other books um, in, in the Old Testament where you could get that narrative. And this is kind of this... it. A lot of people see this as like a hymn book um, where Israel would have used several of these psalms as hymns and prayers in the temple um, when they were worshiping the Lord. Just talking, since we're talking about where it falls in the Old Testament, we're talking about where it falls in history, you just mentioned a hymn book. Like just to sort of jump there, why, where, why does it fall where it falls in the Old Testament, right? What, we said it's psalms, we said it's hymns, but why is it where it is in the order of what we have in the, the Old Testament? Yeah, it so it's collected in around what are called the wisdom literature books. Um, you, the, the, the way the Bible is structured, it starts off with the Torah, which are the first five books. Then it has um, some of like like the first Kings, first and second Samuel. Those include a lot of the narrative narrative 
narrative of the Old Testament. Um, and then we get into like Job and Proverbs and then Psalms, and these are kind of deemed as the more of the wisdom literature books. And it falls into there because it's not providing that narrative, it's not outlining the, the foundation of Israel and the Lord's work, um, but it's providing um, ways to see worship, um, ways to see examples of prayer um, and things like that. What would you add? Just that, you know, with the overall scope, we talked about this before. Some of you may not have been there throughout, you know, group when we were talking about this this past fall into spring, but just just the concept of, of the Bible itself is not necessarily God's holy book, even though that's what holy Bible means, yes. you know. Yeah. It's actually more like God's holy library. It's a collection of books from different genres, and, and that's what Regent's describing, are those exact different genres. And I think the only thing I'd point out is that if you're sort of thinking through, okay, well, now I know like it's a wisdom literature, it sits sort of with all the other wisdom literatures and, and poetry and things like that, but why does it sit where it does in my Bible and not in one of my friend's Bibles, like maybe if they're, um, if they're Jewish or if they're, if they're Catholic, right, or there's all the, these other books. I'd say that that's a question for a different time, and I'd love for you to either contact one of us on the website or come to group and ask that question. Uh, about the canonization and the, and the order of the books and stuff. But for now, we're just talking about uh, our Protestant Bible. That's where it falls in the order that it does alongside um, the, the prophetic books coming up as well as right after the historical books and things like that. So we've, we've been talking now about a little bit about what the Psalms are, outline some of that stuff. But at the end of the day, like, why did we choose them? Why are, why are we doing this this summer? Why do they matter? Yeah, so why we chose them is like there's a few few points to it. The first one is it's summertime, <laughs> yeah. and this is our first time as a college ministry existing for a summer. For those of you that have been with us since the beginning, we started with like one or two summer events at the very end of the summer, like yeah. July into August, and, and those were just like big bonfires, and then all of a sudden we kicked off in the fall. It's crazy. So... This is our first time, so this you'll have to forgive us if, if things don't go as we plan. Uh, we have high hopes, though, and one of the things is uh, some of y'all are going to be traveling, some of you are going to be on vacation, some of you have things you're doing, and you're not going to be able to make every single one of the Bible studies, and in order to make it as engaging as possible and as open as possible for you to be able to invite your friends and to be able to grow the communities over the summer. The idea is we choose something that doesn't necessarily have a flow of thought to it. So you're not doing, uh, like if we were in First Peter, you're not going to miss <laughs> chapter 2 and all of a sudden try to dive into to chapter 3 and, and feel like you really missed out on something. So that, that'd be the first reason that, we, that I chose the Psalms was just for the simple drop-in factor of being able to invite people. So... That actually puts the onus on you guys. You need to invite people to these things, right? Oh, yeah. Because there's no excuse for you for them to not know or to feel behind, uh, because this is something anybody can sort of drop into. And I would say, you know, I think you probably agree, the Psalms are a very approachable book. Oh yeah, I would totally agree. I think one of the reasons that they matter um, and they're great to to study is they. It, I've read, you know, the Psalms contains every emotion you've ever felt. And you can find that in there. Um, and it, you know, if you're asking like, how do I, how do I feel what I feel and do it in a godly way, or how do I, you know, pray to the Lord, or how 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 did people in the Old Testament 
give the Lord glory or ascribe, you know, power to his name or acknowledge that. The Psalms is a great place to go to that. You can find countless examples and different ways they worded it or different ways they approached it. Um, and it, 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 it really is, it's kind of interesting as you look through and you see themes of similar qualities or uh, characteristics of the Lord that they, they like hit on and give as like an aspect of his character or think or worship him for, but then they do it in different ways. Um, and it gives us the opportunity um, to see, you know, that you can interact with Psalms and help process things going on in your life right now um, that are hard or that are joys. And somewhere in the Psalms, there's probably something that can help you interact with that um, and get to know the Lord better through it and help you bring him more glory um, in your own life and in your own situation. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know, I mean, I was in college. It's now been like almost a decade, which is crazy to think, but I remember the summers being so different than the school year. And, and I know this is true for many of you, like in the school year, there's a different type of spiritual discipline that tends to happen. It, it's a battlefield of the mind. Oftentimes you have a lot of beliefs challenge based on what you're interacting with. You, you've got, you're in this situation, especially if you go away for school where you're among people you're not used to being among, you're thinking through these different viewpoints and all these other things. And, and that's really great. We want that. But what that means is that typically when you come back for the summer, uh, you begin to sort of reconnect and reconstruct things. I know that the summer is a time of reflection for a lot of people. It's a time of reconnecting with the Lord. A lot of times summers where we end up getting college students back who throughout the school year have sort of just fallen away or have stopped focusing on their discipleship. And the Psalms are perfect for that. Like Regent said, they're filled with emotions. They're filled with the heart walk out relationship with the Lord, right? Like actually walking that out in your life. Um, and so it's a good focus. Like I know for me, every summer, it was like I, I changed majors, right? <laughs> like I would come home and I'd think about my life and how I was feeling and where I was. And I would sort of like reconstruct everything that was going to happen the next year based on what the Lord was doing in my heart in the summer. Yeah. So I, the emotional impact of the Psalms could be a huge reason for, for doing it as well. Yeah, I would, I would totally agree. There's a ton of benefit I see in the Psalms in my own life because of the emotional impact um, and insight it provides on that. I think that, that does provide a good segue here is to say that um, the, the Psalms that you're going to be going through um, were chosen by the leaders um, in the ministry, different ones that had an impact on our lives, uh, that stood out to us for one reason or another. Um, that doesn't mean those are the only ones that do that are i definitely encourage you you know go beyond the the eight or so psalms that you're going through this summer and dive into others um, but know that these these have fed into our lives in a really meaningful way and we're praying that they'll feed into your lives in a really meaningful way as well yeah they were curated from our leaders for you they've impacted us they've been thoughtfully uh gone through whether that be i asked the leaders what has been impactful for you, but also we chose some that have different content to this, yes, right? Yep. There's a reason why we're starting with Psalm 1, so we can talk about certain things there. Um, there's a reason why I included Psalm 51, because that is uh, at the, the epitome of just such an emotional, distraught oh, person, yeah. you know? Um, so all that to say, let these hit you more than just in your brain. Yes. Right? Let, them, let them impact your heart as well. 
because they've impacted our hearts. And as we go on, the idea is maybe we'll bring in some of those leaders for this podcast, right? And we'll talk to them about, hey, why did we choose this? Or, you know, just pick their brain more. We don't want to just be Regent and I no. chit-chatting this whole time. That would get boring. Yeah. Definitely, like, take the time. I encourage you to really look at the context of the psalm and just try and enter into the situation that the writer was at the time that they wrote this. Um, and as we're going throughout the summer, we just want you to know, too, uh, we would love to get your questions, um, and we'd love to try and answer them. Um, and we'll have time set aside specifically at the end of the summer to go and answer, answer any of these questions that you may provide. So feel free to reach out. I think Cody mentioned earlier on the website. Yeah, so it, this is being recorded about a week and a half before you guys are actually listening to it. So by the time that you actually listen to this, there should be a, a spot on the website that you can actually just click to contact us. You can send an email to, if you ask us questions during any of the events, we'll take note of it and yep. sort of add it to this pile. So as long as you ask the question to one of us, it will add it to the list and yes. we'll, we'll get through them as well. At the end of the day, we want this to be something that's helping you engage with scripture and engage with the Psalms. And so what you're curious about, about ask. I can guarantee I might not know the answer right away, but I'll gladly go and look for it because I always find that really fun. So, yeah. All right. So that's it, guys. I know it's sort of a weird intro, a little more. In <laughs> I mean, we are going to be informal as we go, uh, but we will have even more structure as we go on to even more questions, specific things to lay out. Uh, but we just wanted to get this in front of you, get it added to your iPhones and Androids and everything else to listen to in the car, hopefully before you actually go to group so that you have something to discuss as well. Um, like I mentioned in the intro, you can find any of the information that you need. If you're interested in our Bible studies, you're interested in uh, joining us for our weekend events, we've got something pretty much every other Saturday at this yes. point. You can go to our website, find all that info, and uh, just reach out to one of us and even get added to our group me that we have going on for the summer. Just a place we're posting all the announcements and everything like that. Um, thank you so much for listening. Really looking forward to this time in the summer. I can't wait to be 10 weeks from now and looking back on all the things that the Lord did, all the conversations that were had, and all the study that we get to have in the Lord's Word. All right, guys, just know you are loved, and we can't wait not only to talk to you next week, but also to be seeing you over the next few weeks for all these events. See you later.